Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop, Culture, and Beyond is presented by Spaces Philly. Check out spacesphilly.com for an assortment of podcasts like The Mark and Dark Show, Both Sides, Nergasm Talk, No Gimmicks Needed, and the upcoming series, Well Fed. Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your host, your resident female hip hop head, Nina. And to my left is my wonderful co-host, Mr. Joe Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. Want to talk to the people? Oh, absolutely. Your favorite cousin is back on the scene. Uh, another episode of Turntable. Um, follow me at... Pretty much on every platform. Follow me on Instagram at left underscore brain eighty eight. Follow me on Facebook left underscore brain. Uh, Facebook also, if you want my personal page, Mayor Franklin. And yeah, Don't stop inviting it. random ass people to come onto your profile, <laughs> bro. You gonna be I'm, like, who are you, the feds? Listen, I'm a very personable person. I All right. To be involved, I, and, and that's more content. If somebody crazy come along with my DM, that is definitely going more content. So. <laughs> That's if you want to be crazy, just know I'm going to put you on blast. So you might want to watch what you say to me. Um, also, uh, another drunk th- another episode of Drunk Thought Sober Tongue is up. So check that out. I'm pretty sure you guys will be entertained. Yeah, right. yeah that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, um, today, the overall theme of today's show is going to be like beef. You know, mm-hmm. not like what's for dinner beef. Like, what's beef? Beef is in a, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not start. Let me not. But, but before we say anything, let's keep it real. I just want to acknowledge this. White people is killing hip hop right now with this beef. They going in, bro. They going in. They going in. Oh. They, they, everybody big mad right now. But we, we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to uh-huh. do the hip hop fact first. Right, right. So I'm going to give y'all two today because we're going to talk about. You know, coming at people's necks and all that jazz. And it can get deep. As we've seen before, beef can spill over off the record and into the streets. Mm-hmm. So, the first one, it's a good a good fit. Right. So, apparently, way back in the day, Rakim actually had a diss track for Big Daddy Kane. Which would have been crazy, right? Fire. Crazy, right? On their third album. Um, let the beat... Uh, uh, oh, fucking gosh. Why did I lose... I just had a brain fart, but <laughs> on the, and then <laughs> so I'm looking at this two ways. Mm-hmm. Kane called him and was like, "Let's squash the beef." So it was like, was it? I don't want this to get serious, or was it? I don't want no smoke. Uh, I think it's I don't want no smoke. I kind of think it's I don't want no smoke. So they squashed it, and Rakim took the verse. Um, out the song yeah and never never released it or whatever mm. but i was just like for real for real, i low-key think it was he don't want yeah, this it really wasn't the <laughs> and then in another fact about you know beef or whatever the most randomest thing because i was looking for a push to fader for this week mm. and 
up. I'm sorry if y'all hear the, the children in the background. Mm-hmm. Our kids are outside playing yeah. a video game. So, um, <laughs> I found out that apparently back in 93, Rex and Effects, like Rum Shaker, all I want to do is zoom, 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 boom, boom. The least likely you would think, right? They ran up on Q Tip. And gave that man a black eye. <laughs> and if you watch the hot sex video that they did for the boomerang soundtrack, mm. he has a mask on in that video, and that's wow. allegedly why he has a mask on because they yeah. ran up on him and fucked his face up. I was just like, but it came from the fact that on the uh, week uh, jazz we've got the trick. Um, Fife was like, we strictly hardcore, no no jack swing or whatever, and they took offense to that. Mm. And got upset and ran up on Q-Tip outside of a Run DMC concert or some shit like that. And I'm just like... If that's the case, everybody, a lot of people should have ran down on Exactly! Road. I'm like, bro, y'all in y'all feelings with y'all two-ass songs. Yeah. <laughs> I go afraid. That joke was hard, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> mad at Rump Shaker at all, but it's no, like, bro... You don't take that too serious. Exactly. Too like, you know how many people was doing New Jack Swing back in the day? Mm-hmm. And why is that really... It's not really a shot. You're We're right. hip-hop artists. We don't do New Jack Swing. Yeah, the fuck? Fact. This is really weird. weird. Okay. But... Yeah, mm-hmm. there's your two facts for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to take a moment before we move on to push the fader um, to send uh, our condolences out to the family of Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, we're f- I'm about to say filming. We're not filming. We are doing this podcast. It is, what's today, the 7th, September 7th. Yes. Apparently, a few hours ago, um, he was found dead in his home and... Um, he, they're saying he overdosed, but they don't know for sure yet because um, nothing's been officially released. Mm-hmm. But um, just want to take a moment and say that because I, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with Mac Miller. I yeah. thought he was pretty dope. Yeah. I, you know, I listened to some of his stuff. I'm not gonna say I was like a super big fan, nah. but um, I didn't really have a problem with all the things that I did hear from him. I thought he was cool. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Um, see, I don't want to do this thing because you know everybody does this when someone dies, they make them out to be this huge artist or whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I. I I, I liked a few of his things. It was nothing, yeah. nothing that I constantly played. But I, I thought he was cool. That's why I was yeah, like, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I listen to all his albums. It's not gonna be like when Fife died. Cause yeah. when Fife died, bro, oh, I had a moment. Different. I had a literal ass moment at work. I was just like, but he did. And everybody was like, ooh. But it was different because you was giving him his flowers while he was alive, though. Exactly. So that's a whole different thing. Exactly. So, but I'm not going to act like, uh, it's not like when um, young boy XXX Tanoshion died and I didn't know who he was. I actually knew who Mac Miller was. I listened to his stuff. So, I mean, you know, it is a loss for hip hop, Mm -hmm. especially in a a time where a lot of people, um, because we're going to be talking about that in the cypher today. Um, Old man Eminem <laughs> out here throwing darts at folks right. in a time because he's like he feels like hip hop is not where it should be, and you know, an artist like a Mac Miller who may not have been as big as others, but wasn't necessarily in the mumble rap lane. He right. was doing his own thing, okay. so I can I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So you know, just oh, wanted to give him his little. Uh, I wanted to give him his props. Mm-hmm. Give him a flower and. Um, you know, let it be known that it is it is a loss for the game. So, but I'm gonna do the push the fader. I'm gonna give you a choice today. Now, originally I was gonna push the fader because last time I gave y'all a direct sample and y'all was just looking at me like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, niggas cheated. Yes, you cannot cheat. I'm gonna take your phone. Oh, I ain't that a mother. So, 
ain't going never know. You have a choice. I can do um, a song that is a sample mm-hmm. from uh, like one of your your favorite groups, The Whispers. Mm-hmm. If you feel like your Whispers knowledge is up to snuff right now, I'll play the song for you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll play another one. It is a direct sample. And if you don't get it, I can't help you. All right, cool. Play the other one that's a direct sample. If I don't get it, you can't help me. All right, cool. So, this is one of my my jams. Um, I personally love this song. But it is literally the song. So, if you don't get this, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, I can't make it no easier than this. So, I'm, let me turn this up. <laughs> she can't make it no easier. Watch us still and I get it, Joe. My Watch. confidence is no, at zero. All right. And I'm going to give you about, eh, let's say, 10, 15 seconds. I know, I know, the, I know the song. I just don't know. I know the <gasps> Ooh, song. Oh, my bad. No, I you get sound. a little bit of because I, I hit the thing by accident, y'all. I'm gonna just tap because I know this sound. Why used to play this in his car? I'm gonna wait for the beat to drop because that's my fault. I started over by accident. No, I know that sound. I let the beat drop and play for a little bit before I cut it off. I always say I'm gonna give you a little bit and I give you more. No, than no, no, bit. no. But the beat drop wasn't it. The beat drop wasn't it. It was that the the horn. The, the horn is what it were, what it was. Brian used to play that. Used to play that quite often in the Lincoln Town car. <laughs> You make his ass sound like he a little driver, yo. No, but he did. He and I believe you. And I can't, I don't know. See, I should ask him about the artist. I don't know who it is. You want you want to get a lifeline? No. No? Brian! <laughs> He's phoning a friend. Please let me phone a friend. Dear. How the fuck he can't hear us? He right there. Like I can literally see his big ass I head through the, the door. I see the oh Lord, please hold. <laughs> he knows exactly what it is. As soon as I cut it on, he's gonna know what it is. Okay, I am the phone to friend. Yes, you are. Uh area uh aka Mr. A and E. Slides in real quick to come help out. You guys, y'all know him already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I was Excuse me. Myself. Oh, this is very white. Thank you. Uh, oh, no, you played it. You played it in the film car plenty of times. Wow. On what's, the way to DMV. What's the name of the song? Uh, no, <laughs> He's thinking. He's thinking. He's actually singing the song. <laughs> Don't make me have to play it. Playing your game, baby. Thank you. Yeah. It's playing your game, baby, by by uh Barry White. Oh, rest in peace to him as well. Yes. So he's going back out there to uh Accommodate. entertain the children. The offspring. <laughs> Bounce them on your knee. 
<laughs> Save the children. <laughs> this is the original. This is playing your game, baby, by Barry White. It is a direct sample. I know it is. I, I, I tried. Listen. Because I was told by my lovely husband I was making him too hard. And he was just like, you don't got, you you got, uh, you know, me and Joe here. You don't got, like, your dad who would be like, no, this is the such and such album it's from not, the... <laughs> it's not even that you, no, you know what it is? It's not even that you making it hard. I just don't listen. I listen to old school music, but you know I'm more so whispers than anything. I know. That's and why I, I gave you the no, option. I, I was going to do the whispers. And you were like, no. No. I wanted to venture off and try to be different. That's my You point. just, you had to be different. I had to be different. But we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. We're going to drop the needle and start the cipher. That wasn't a needle. That oh, was a always? Whole yes, like what was that? Uh, I don't know what that so, was. today, we're talking about beefing and calling out rappers. Uh, you know, we doing the whole. Hip hop, we know hip hop is competitive, but I was thinking about it because I was like, I gotta talk about this Eminem album somewhere because it dropped right before we did the podcast last week. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to really listen to it and you know talk about it on the show, Mm -hmm. so we'll do it next week. So I was like, let's build a topic around this album because it was rather easy. It's like, here's my question. Is calling out rappers the new path to relevance? Like, are we... Because I don't feel like beef is where it used to be. Like, it's not the same where it's, like, two capable MCs coming for each other's neck because it's a competitive game. Mm -hmm. We need to... I got to show you that I'm, you know, I'm number one, you number one, whatever the case is. I'm the GOAT. You can't out-rap me. Whatever. You know, or because y'all had a personal beef, so instead of fighting, you might have put it on wax. But it's not like that anymore. So I'm wondering, not just Eminem, but in in, in light of all these people now coming out and just coming for people's necks, mm-hmm. um, seemingly sometimes it seems unwarranted. Sometimes it's not. Like Shether mm-hmm. was not necessarily unwarranted. Yeah. Nicki, Nicki Minaj needed that shakeup, yeah. bro. Yeah. She needed it. Like well, she needed somebody to grab her by the shoulders and be like, Anika. Mm-hmm. Get it together. But here's the thing. See, but even with that, no, I don't think I, I don't think it's the. I think if you already a star, mm-hmm. I think it's a way to revive your career. It is, but that's what it is. Like, and that's and I understand that. So it's like you can make the one off, and then y'all might have your little snot remarks here and there, and mm-hmm. you move on. And it either works for you or works against you because that's the second part of the question. Is before we went on air last week. You and Ant were having a discussion yeah. where he said something that made me stop and be like, "Do these kids really believe us?" So he was like, "To win a rap battle nowadays, you gotta be relevant." No, that's not true. Player, mm-hmm. <laughs> how does that make a rap battle is not necessarily it's not a popularity contest? It's not supposed to be. Well, no, well, I think he was talking about in order to win. In other words, in order to gain the popularity, like or to, to gain get the, favor, the yeah, like to, to get, get, to get on everybody's records and to be that to get to that stardom level, yeah. you have to be relevant. But my thing about it is this: I think more so beef is when, and, and I noticed this: a lot of people beef when they don't have any content. Yeah, when they ain't got much to talk they don't about, got to that's say, when they start calling so they start other people, coming at people. Exactly. Now, I think this is what Eminem's album suffered from. For those who don't know, 
I don't know how, but <laughs> Eminem dropped a surprise album last week called Kamikaze, mm-hmm. aka You Kids Get Off My Lawn. <laughs> and I read that in an article. Somebody was like, This is like a proverbial Eminem standing there shouting at the children, sh- shaking his fist, like, You kids, get off my lawn. And, and then I listened to it, and I was like, I thought they was joking, but they not. Right. They literally. Are, like it's, I listened to maybe five songs off the album so far. In every song, mm-hmm. he he is either talking about how hip hop is dead, and uh, well, he didn't really say hip hop is dead, but that's what he's alluded to. Um, and talking about the young the young SoundCloud rappers, um, and the mumble rappers, or the fact that revival wasn't good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think a lot of these legends, to me, it's not that they're losing me, but they're irritating me because it's almost like they're saying, "If you didn't do it my way, which was the grind, I don't respect it." And I don't like that. Now I can say to an extent, it's it's just like in the real world. If you bust your ass and you've been waiting to get this promotion, and somebody comes and swoops in who is half as qualified as you are and gets the job, then you'd be upset. It's the same thing here. It's like, back in the day, it was much harder to become famous. Mm -hmm. You had to do so much more. You had to really put your nose to the grindstone and really work. Nowadays, you have such such accessibility. Mm -hmm. You can just get online and put out a song. And somebody like, oh, this drone is hot. And it could be about absolutely nothing. I think that's the issue that a lot of people have, that nothing has substance anymore. Cause it'd be one thing if the um, it'd be one thing if it was like these kids was was making mumble rap songs sometimes, and other times we hear stuff about kind of like the the J Cole KOD album, mm-hmm. and it's like all right, there is I heard you say earlier that there's lanes for everybody, mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't have a problem with that. My issue is, yeah, there's lanes for everybody, but right now it doesn't seem to be that many available lanes. And with the way we know how radio and all that shit works, where usually you're inundated with one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, one particular thing saturates media. And right now it's the SoundCloud and mumble rappers, as they call them. It's not like you're getting J. Cole um, records on the radio like you are a Migos or a Future or a, I don't know, give me somebody else. who on the radio? I would say I listen to the radio. I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to the radio as much, but you can go. I can go pull up Pounding and I's playlist right now, mm-hmm. and it probably is the same fifteen songs over and over and over again because that's just how radio works. Period. But I'm, I'm not debating that. But then here's the other to- topic: Is radio as important as it once was? No, but it's still. But they are still being pushed in other facets of media. It's like this is their lane. It's like if you put if you took these kids and dropped them in the nineties, then they wouldn't they wouldn't survive. They'd be, you know, kicking and you know, doggy paddling trying to stay above water. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with these rappers now. Their social media is is a young man's game. Mm-hmm. These veteran rappers are not out here promoting themselves on social media because that's not what they feel like they need to do. They're already established artists. Let's be real. They're already established artists. That was not their their vehicle of marketing. They're you know, we I'm gonna go on tour. 
I'm going to do some shows. I'm going to post flyers. I'm going to do this. Now, have they started to adapt? Sure, but that's not their, their original element. These kids now, this is where they thrive. This is where they live. This is their life's blood. That's why they are able to be so popular and so successful and know how to properly use social media. This shit was built for them. This was not even built for us, for real. The, the Snapchats and the um, Instagram, maybe, that, that that's more of our generation mm-hmm. still. But all the like fly-by-night apps that get real popular and things like that, that's made for these, the kids who are their audience. So, I I honestly feel like there is a lane for everybody. There's even a lane for classic hip-hop juice. Because we're going to talk about that in the uh, the B-side. But, the issue is, these, uh, like I was saying to you off-air, I think a lot of these older rappers feel like the young rappers are killing the culture because they don't care as much about lyricism. And if hip-hop is nothing else, it's rapping. Mm-hmm. If you can't rap and hold your own, then what are you? What are you giving? Dancing. That's not as part of it, but you can't sustain a culture off dancing. Not for the long run. We didn't get this far just off dancing. No, no. But if you look at the African culture, that's a lot of dancing. And then now, I'm <laughs> just I'm just not the only reason why I said that because you said you can't sustain a culture. You can't off sustain. Dancing, but here, this, this <laughs> here in the United no, no, States, I do, I do agree. You got black right. American culture, mm-hmm. a lot of American culture now at this point is, uh, you know, hip hop is interwoven into it. That's so it's like thing. that's the thing, and that's why I said it has so many different lanes because. But everybody is not out here trying to just copy. Um, they're not out here trying to copy just how we dress and how we. What they're trying to copy, they're trying to emulate, is that rapping. Cause that's what gets you there. You can, you can look nice, but if you don't really got shit to say, like you could come up to me in a nice three piece suit, cause that's one of my weaknesses. I love a well dressed man, mm-hmm. but if you open your mouth and trash falls out, I'm gonna be like, he ugly now. <laughs> like, that's, just, that's you, right? I'm just saying, right. and for for me personally, for you, for you personally, to put it in more of a perspective. It's an animal. It's a, it's a, it's a, my girls. Stop. The matter come out your mouth. This is true. Some people don't feel what like that. that. Do. And how you dress, Some boo. People, <laughs> I hate you. Some people don't feel like that. They don't feel like I do. I personally feel like you need some lyricism, which is why I am glad that we do have, um, you know, your Kendricks, your Coles. But I get tired of having to pull them out my back pocket when some to defend today's hip hop. It's like now you got these kids out here who are. Uh, not really saying much of anything for the most part but I'm you know as far as I can tell some people including yourself have told me some of these kids can really go but that's not what sells right now part of the problem is the masses I will and I admit that it's not all on the rappers if people weren't buying this shit they wouldn't be making this shit but then I, I got more to add because honestly a lot of people mention Cole and Kendrick but hey this is K. Jonah Lucas Check him out. I listened to him on the album, and I, like I, I wa- but he was on the. Let me pull the up the song. Games on the, uh, he was the on the Kamikaze, the Kamikaze album, and I'm trying to see what song it was. And I listened, "Lucky You." Mm. I listened to that song. You know what? I think the song itself I was already taken out because it was just like, honestly, and this whole album to me seems to be a satire, and I think that's what he was going for. Yeah. It's just like I'm going to talk shit about what you do. In the style of how you're doing it. And that kind of took me out of it. It was like. 
I understand where he's coming from from to a certain extent where he's like people are saying they miss the old Eminem but then when I rap like the old Eminem they're saying I'm too mature to be rapping like that but then when I come out with new content they like what the fuck is he talking about so you can't win and I I agree with that because you can't please people some people can't be pleased well here's the thing you can't here's my here's my here's my uh my grab with Eminem for him to be the greatest right mm-hmm. him to be one of the greatest because we do we do have him in our discussion yeah you don't hear Nas complaining. I'm not even going to talk about Hope. Mm-hmm. You don't hear Nas complaining like that. Uh, you don't hear any other goat that's still going that we consider a goat. You don't hear none of them still complaining about that. Okay, now let me say this. Think about everybody you you put in the goat conversation. I mean, at least that has been in the at least veterans. Anybody you put in a veteran conversation who's still relevant right now to some extent, any extent. Mm-hmm. They all have their hands in several different pots. That's true. Nas is out here making crazy dubs. Yeah. And racking up money left and right. Dr. Dre is out here selling beats for billions of dollars. Yeah. Jay-Z is out here being Jay-Z and being Mr. Knowles. Okay. Everything is love. All right. And uh, Black Thought is out here. He's a veteran in the game. Him and Questlove, veterans in the game. And they out here doing Roots Picnic. They out here. They they got their own they own thing. They are doing Jimmy Fallon. He's out here releasing. It's like he. I feel like everybody else has something to occupy. They're like they they know how to center their energy and not just make records and rely just on that. No, no, no. See, you know what you mentioned, what you said to me, pretty much. You know what I heard? Everybody is comfortable in their own lane, but Eminem. It's like I'm not comfortable. So I'm gonna come at you because I'm not because the whole thing about him, like I said, he criticized his own albums. Mm-hmm. So why say something about how somebody else is going to hate when you even admit it? Well, I will say this. Was, I will. I will say this because these are the people who are buying your album. So you do really, to some extent, need to be worried about what they think of it. So you're trying to please your fans, or he, as he sees it, the, what's left of his fans. Because some people have fallen off of Eminem. I'm be honest, I was one of the people who I listened to Eminem back in the day. But some of the stuff that he did say was like, it was like "Bro, you wild! Listen, like you a wild boy." Right, but but <laughs> do we agree? What was it? Recovery, relapse. What was the last album? Revival. Revival. Can we agree that those three albums was eh, at best, eh? I feel like, and I don't feel like this is doing anything to help his legacy. And that, that's my problem. That's like, the issue with it. Because everybody's like, this strong fire. I'm not going to, I'll never dispute whoa. you. But it's the thing, I'll never dispute you and say that Eminem can't rap and Eminem is not a lyrical goat. My issue is, this Content. album very much came off as, yeah. I'm mad. Come on. There is no substance behind it other than, what you're doing wrong. You young guys, get off my lawn. Now, like, because I'm not going to say that nobody needs to say that to them because, like, we already had a discussion, yeah, like, yeah. Your, your little guys who would come out and be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about them old rappers. And then he sat there and was like, you know, I listened to Biggie and he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He was pretty dope. That part is true. Some of these new rappers do need a hip-hop lesson. I will okay. give not, them, give him that. But don't make a whole album about that. But here's the thing. I never debated that young rappers needed a lesson. I just said be careful on how you talk to them. Because, I see, I, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you why. 
You as an older rapper, I don't care how big you are. The minute you come off bitter, the, the minute, minute you, you say off, something that's um, that's uh, well now in days. Not even that. You can say you can have an unpopular opinion. It's about not really respect. anymore. No, I think you can because I feel like Hov's done it. Hov's done it, but it's all in about how you deliver, how you approach it. How you but approach see, Jay Z's demeanor is completely different. Period from an Eminem. He's not. He's not nearly as aggressive in his just everyday. Swag mm-hmm. as an Eminem, but can it's we, not as abrasive, right? So my thing is this: it's all about your approach. You can say, "Yo, man, I'm doing need a lesson," but the minute you come off bitter and like you don't embrace anything but what you like, that's when you. Here's my thing: I don't have a problem because these kids today don't embrace anything but what they like. I don't have a problem with you embracing what you like. It's just do that, and you can very well make an album, make a record, and be like. Y'all out here making all this trash ass music. Y'all can't see me. Y'all don't want this smoke. And that's and that's that. But my man made a whole ass album about it. And it's just like for you to be coming back to say y'all didn't like revival and um and everybody criticized it. Like my man, you even came at Charlemagne. Like Charlemagne, not even a rapper. His job is literally to go exactly to go on the radio every morning and talk shit. That is his job, and you you even came as Charlemagne, and I was like, bro, damn, he is mad. And it's it's the thing though, for him to be so lyrical. Let's be honest, Machine Gun Kelly cut back pretty good. And I'm not saying I was just about to move on to Machine Gun Kelly because no, 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 you're not you're not wrong. It's this the issue. This whole thing with Machine Gun Kelly is behind him saying that his daughter was hot as fuck. Like in 2012. And six years. I was about to say six years ago, my dude. Yes, Do you understand how crazy that sounds? And for him to come at... For, here's my thing. I'm going to look up... Uh, let me look up how old Machine Gun Kelly is. Machine Gun Kelly is... Because... I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's, he's older. He, I think he's in the mid-20s, mid-late 20s. I remember DMX actually saying he liked Machine Gun Kelly. But, um, wow. Um, somebody said, I look up Machine Gun Kelly and says, Why Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly's rap beef is uniquely terrible? I hate y'all. No, so but here's the thing. Much. No, it's actually going to heat up. And do I think Machine Gun Kelly could beat him? No. Hell no. No, no. But, but, he's Ooh, he old as fuck. <laughs> okay, all but, right. Now that's problematic. I see why he was upset. He's 28. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's what I Okay. Okay. So. That's problematic. Even if it was six years ago, he's in his early 20s. That girl was 16. No, no, no. I get that, but why wait? Why wait six long? years? And not only that. You've put out albums since then. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's my, that's my point. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you see my point about the content? That's my point about the content. I believe then, it. Not only that, you tread in dangerous waters. First of all, Joe Button's not, and believe it or not, Joe Button has said, and I've researched this. Joe Budden said, I feel like I've been better than him in the past 10 years. I saw that. Wait a minute. Before, but before, he, I said, wait a minute, Joe. Let me see if you're exaggerating. While I went back and listened to some of Joe's mixtapes. Joe's stuff as, um, <laughs> oh my God, was it Slaughterhouse? Was Slaughterhouse? Joe's, their stuff was not bad. I just think no, they uh, weren't cohesive. Um, but, but, who's, but then the other thing was, that wasn't his fault based off who he was signed to and how the music was being how the music wasn't in his hands. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, according to Joe, they didn't have creative control. No, I, and I understand that, but I'm saying it just wasn't, it just wasn't cohesive. Right. That, okay. It should have been, that's why I'm scared about this story we're going to do in the B-side. It should have been great. Yeah. But yeah. it was just like, eh. 
now, and I'm gonna tell you this much: if M step off that album and this Joe, he is going it's, to get wah. I'm talking I about will, power wise. I will say this though. I think be for real, for real. As long as it doesn't spill over into any physical altercations, it's good for the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it keeps everybody on their toes. Even Lupe Fiasco came out of um, Hermit Hiding, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was like, you know, I never said anything about Joe. What did he, who did he say? Joe Button is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for the record, if they came at me, they don't. They don't want this. So it's like, and everybody like. Hope needs to shut up, and I'm like, no, do no, y'all forget? Did y'all no, really forget? Because no, no, no. everybody be good. That's everybody good. be thinking about kick push Zupe, no, but no, nobody no. be giving me. Uh, nobody's thinking about um, the pressure, Lupe. Yeah. Please listen to the pressure by Lupe and Jay Z, yeah, no. and that's not even his best. To me, not, not even his best lyrical work, but, no, but it's a decent good. example to be like, all right, Bo got bars. Yeah. I. Always love Lupe. Have yeah. been a fan from the very I beginning. I and listen, even with the damn Lasers album, that shitty ass album. <laughs> but I listened mm-hmm. because I'm like, all right, this is a homie. I really respect him lyrically. That was bad. Don't do that to yourselves. Don't go. Don't yeah. don't listen to Lasers. <laughs> but, um, no, but I'm not gonna say that he's wrong in saying these are his peers. Yeah. Like people, I guess, forget that he been out for as long as he has. Joe mm-hmm. Button. And your Eminem's are his peers, so I'm like, I, you know, it's good for the game. People come out and be like, well, damn, well, I could, get, I could jump on this. So I mean, right now we're gonna let all the white rappers fight it out. Yeah, no, 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 let them, let them, battle, let them but, have their moment. I'm just saying, <laughs> but because according to Joe, he's not gonna rap, but I really do believe Joe Button got something in the chamber just in case. Eminem I could see really it. Jumped. Why not? He's not <laughs> saying so, shit if he gets dropped because he signed to Eminem. That's if he if he gets dropped from the label, then he's gonna come out. He might have a whole ass album talking about why Eminem made shit. No, I'll I, I say this much. I think if MJ, I don't even think it's going to take for Joe to get dropped because this checks is coming from media. His checks is coming from his podcast, that Spotify deal. That's where his real money coming from. That's true. And he said he retired from rapping, so I don't think he give a freak about I'm not mad at it. It's like, but Joe Button, for somebody, like, my man really had a whole ass web series called Everyday Struggle. That nigga cares about the game, okay? He do. He it is about the game yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. It's not about the it's it's not about like selling records and everything. No, we saw we could tell respect. that after Pump It Up. That's yeah, what he cares it's about. It's about respect. So if he really feels like he's been disrespected, he'll he come back out and say some shit. And I'm not saying M can't rap. I'm just talking about based off content and what we can from so far from what we know. As facts, based off what we heard, like when we listened to Slaughterhouse, like you said, it wasn't cohesive. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have creative control. Mm-hmm. So based off what we know is facts and content and bars, Joe, I believe personally Joe is going to wash him. And I don't think it's going to be close. I don't even think it's going to be something worth talking about. I think we're just going to be like, ouch. ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. I never give um an album a grade a definitive grade off the first listen no, no so what i'm going to do is i'm gonna sit i'm gonna listen to the rest of the album because i only have a couple songs left i think and then i'm gonna listen to it again because i saw somebody was like i get it join to listen delete it off my phone and i was like i can see why no but I'm a, this is what i want you to do you hear the nine's album what album the new one yeah no i have not listened to his new album i'm not gonna lie to you I love Royce, I love Royce Fine Nine. Mm-hmm. I think he's dope, but 
I don't think I've ever really sat through an entire Royce the Five Nine album. I listened to his album three and a half times. Okay. It's a good project. Listen to that and listen to him. You're going to be surprised at your personal opinion. And we differ. Uh, we differ quite a bit. But I'm very confident when you listen to Royce and then you listen to M's, you're gonna be like, wow. Wow, what? Because Royce is better. Oh it's yeah. Not even. <laughs> but listen, like, <laughs> I've been saying for years. I think that's why he keep Royce the Five Nine in his pocket for real, for real, because he don't want any inspiration. Not even just that. It's like if you can you imagine if you had a beast like Royce the Five Nine out here that was your legit adversary and yeah. not your homie. It's like keep your friends close but your enemies closer, closer kind of okay, thing. Yeah, okay. He's not, of course, not his enemy, but it's like if I really want competition, if like if I really don't want competition out here, do do I keep him signed to me and mm. as my homie? Because they, I think they're really legitimate I friends. Or do I let him go somewhere else and possibly come and break down everything I've been... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. But I, I can tell personally, and maybe, and, and, and see, this and the same thing I got out of people for, I kind of was. Because even though I know the last three albums was eh, I was still mesmerized off the idea of Eminem coming up with a new album. Only because mm-hmm. it was a surprise album. Yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, this is a surprise album. He sat in his hermit basement <laughs> he said, I'm going to make sure. And Dre might have had some. I'm thinking all these things. like, And then I get to it. And it's like, I can't even take this. I mean, because that's the thing. I got to take it in pieces. Like I said, it's not like it's a horrend- Like he's a horrendous rapper and he trash on it. It's just you no, sit back and really listen to him and be like, damn, bro. Like, damn. Like he said he threw a tampox at Drake. And I was like, damn, you what? Nope. Like, I was I was just like, oh. Here's the thing. <laughs> I me, didn't even hear that shot before. It takes more than just lyrics and content to make an album. It takes production, mm-hmm. cohesive music. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a scene. I feel like... <laughs> I guess this is a concept album. The concept is Get Off My Lawn. The concept <laughs> is horrible. The production is uh, at best. The only thing that's up to par... The co- is production sounds like stuff that comes out now. It sounds like... A slightly different twist on things that come out now. Like I've, that's why I say I feel like this is satire. Like he was like, I'm gonna come out here and trash y'all lyrically over the music that y'all rap trash on, and I think that's what it was really supposed to be. But and the, but the problem with that is it don't fit nothing you do. It don't it even don't. sound like you. And the problem with and the only thing I was saying, the only reason why I can listen to it in pieces, because he can rap. He exactly. Can rap. It, 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 uh. I mean, he can wrap circles around many folks out here. Rap-wise, he'll never get less than an A. That's just that's just how good he is as far as rap and wordplay go. Content and the way it was put together-wise, I just can't get through it. It's I want to... This is why I say I got to listen to it again. And for me to really give it a grade. I'm not going to say it's complete trash because it's no, not no, complete no, trash. That's, not true. that's, that's, that's not true. That would no. be an exaggeration. No, no. But I want to listen to it again so I can really digest it. But I just like I wanted to talk about that the topic in general because it seems like this is the lane we going down now for the last few years or so. It's like all right, well I'm gonna just make a song and come out trashing even if it's not the new kids, just mm-hmm. trashing out trashing whoever, mm-hmm. and that's it. But you got I and think- it, some and and lately it hasn't been working. The only person that really worked for it for real was Remy. But, oh, but here's the thing, though. 
I don't even think it worked so much for. I'm gonna tell you, I think it worked for Remy, but only because she had a hit record right afterwards. Like right after that, she came out with that Joe with Fat Joe. What's the name of that? All the way up. Yeah, and Hove even jumped on it and gave it another boost. But sales wise, like album sales, it did nothing for it. Oh it no, I like twenty eight thousand for what? That that for uh, Sheether? No, no, you know after Sheether when she did all the way up the the song. The All The Way Up record... No, the, 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 the Sheetha Jones did crazy on iTunes. That record itself. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about the album when she dropped the hit record. That whole album. Granted, they did well personally. What, it was Plato Diploma? Yeah. They did well independently because it was 28000 but because they wasn't signed to a major label. Oh, label. label. Yeah, they, they wasn't on a major label. Who they signed them to? Fat Yeah. So they wasn't with a major label at the time. So 28000 without a major label is solid. But for her to be Remy... It's like, eh, did Sheetha really, really help that? Because she had a hit record. Oh, no. I mean, like, to get your name, like, get your name back in people's mouth. I think, I, I think, I think that may have helped, but I think with that hit record, that all the way up record, people, once they find out who that is, if they don't know Remy, they're going to be checking anyway, because that record was huge. What? That all the way up record, that joint was huge. That joint so. was out of pocket. It's <laughs> on every commercial all over the place. So they we be watching TV that. on USA. That joint came on fifteen times a night, and I was just like, bro. Because think about it, if it's that big, then that means it ain't about no beef. They would have been checking for that record whether she did she there or not. That record was just that big, and that's what got her where she is. Yeah, you're right. They only sold about 150,000 copies. You know what I'm saying? Like, as so of uh, like. July. So no, but I don't think. But again, Remy is another person who I don't think is necessarily just about sales for her. I think with her is it's love of the game. Mm-hmm. She it's just respect. she just like I just want to come out here and let you know that you've been out here coasting for years and mm-hmm. years because I've been in jail mm-hmm. and now it's over for you. Right. <laughs> but let's be real, Sheether was the beginning of the decline of Nikki, and and it's not even it's that that doesn't have everything to do with Remy. It's just that after she came out with that, it was like an uprising kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, you guys. I can come out here and and rap too. It don't have to just be Nicki Land. Yeah. Because that's really what it was right. for yeah. like a smooth five, ten years for real, for real. Over the last decade, it's just been her for real. Hasn't been really any other big name like women rappers. Her mind, I think Nicki's pen game got rusty because she mm-hmm. realized she didn't have to. And I could dress pretty. That is another example of <laughs> it's the it's the masses yeah. because if they weren't buying it, because the masses ain't buying, uh, you know, hood rap rapping on the step, Nikki. No, the no. masses are buying super bass. Right. Okay, but, but so but who are the masses? That's the other question. Who are the masses? Because the masses, she. But the thing, she with the super bass and all that, the pop stuff, she reached over, she crossed over. Mm-hmm. But her core fan base, mm-hmm. the bars as they call, they're uh, yeah, called, yeah. is not little white girls from the suburbs. The bars are legit. The no money. Okay. You know what? It's not funny, but she really put that up, and you know she had to like postpone her tour. What? She had to postpone. Her, wait, wait, she had to postpone her tour, so she put up a poll on her Instagram and was like, "Hey, Barb's, um, let me know why you uh wouldn't be if you would be able to come to the concert." Um, and it was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come. I got my coins ready," or "I wasn't ready for the concert," or. 
I don't got the money right now. Um, but when I get it, I'm gonna buy a ticket. And it was really like that was really a pull. <laughs> and people really, a lot of people picked the third option. Yeah. I was just like, girl, why would you do that? Because you gotta realize who her fan, her core fan base is. Nicki Minaj fans are not women our age no. or men our age, whoever. It's like chicks who are. 17, 18, 19. And I suppose um, that most of our fan base right now ain't supposed to have money dollars for a ticket to exactly. a show. Exactly. Like, and it was like, it. first of all, somebody put up the point that they didn't think it would be a good idea for her in future to be on tour. No, and think about the core, their core fan base yeah. in the same. That's a lot of. It's it's not good. That's Whatever, it's just not good. Like it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of misogyny and not misogyny, but then not only that, it's a lot of an uh, extraness. It's a lot of it's a lot of bougie broke. It's like it's like a girl in there. You know the hood resident. Mm-hmm. I'm bougie and I'm broke, but nigga, you broke. So I don't uh, want it. Exactly. What kind of car you drive? Right. You know, uh, you know, I don't got running water. <laughs> like even um, though I spent my last bit of money on this Uber right here. Yeah, it's kind of like I just don't the but see I don't want to blanket like make a blanket statement about either one of their fan bases because I know plenty of different people who like their stuff, but it's just no, like the hardcore fans, fans, the what? ones who ride no matter what are the ones only giving the Twitter fingers. No, but the Twitter not, fingers. No, but the ones who that. was threatening Tracy Tracy Chapman because she wouldn't clear <laughs> that damn sample. Yeah, but I no, can't. but you gotta look at it like this. Remember when Nikki was in her heyday? Mm-hmm. That's because the girls our age who were fans. What? Yes, and that's exactly. I remember. No this is the thing. I remember kids. being on the train, like mm-hmm. the sub at City Hall, and some girl with the little Nikki bang, with what they call it, the China bang or whatever. That's like mm-hmm. all the way down to your eyes with the straight black hair. Took out a magic marker and wrote on the train something something Minaj, and I was like, "Girl, don't Everybody you know you're a- not hey. Nikki?" <laughs> but but that was this that was what they was doing at the time. Yeah, I figured when Nikki was at her height, it had to be twenty eleven, twenty twelve. And people don't realize how time flies. Yes, That's people it's really like she been out for a long ass time, y'all. And you transition, especially I think at a, in our in our point in our lives, your early twenties is way different than your late twenties. Mm-hmm. So that transition that the core fans made from twenty eleven to now they don't want to hear that. This is very true. I had to beam me up Scotty mixtape, but now, <laughs> but now my knees hurt, and I want to go to be at another club. That's real. <laughs> so that's real. But then you, but you compare that, and she's been doing the same thing. They don't want to hear that no more. Your whole fans, Hove was growing, and mm-hmm. his fans grew. They with grew him. with him. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that that's the one thing I think that older. Uh, like uh, the elder statesmen of hip hop and your contemporary R&B stars have found their niche. It's like, that's how your lettuces, your dwellers, all them, that's how they survive. That's how they thrive. They have a core, they have a core fan base and they know who's following them. Your Kims, Mm -hmm. they know who's following them. So they make their music for For them. them. So I think that's what she's doing but the where she's not accounting is, I think she understands that that's her core demographic. Her, the eighteen to twenty four. Yeah, that's her core demographic. She's still making music for eighteen to twenty four, but eighteen to twenty four now is different than eighteen to twenty four when cost we were eighteen to twenty four. Jobs ain't plentiful. Cost of living goes up. The kids, period. Yes. The kids are different. Kids, yeah, the kids have true. a different attention span. Different, they yeah. digest that's information and media differently than we did. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. 
It's not the same. It's just, and I think that's why you have this this constant fight with the old versus new in hip hop because the way our parents and we and the uh, and we and us and the uh, kids now hmm. digest things is completely different. When you start, it's a very drastic change. When, see, this is why I don't like the age demographic. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of your when you're hot demographic, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is and what I mean by that is. When, if I drop a record, I'm 29, if I drop a record, right, mm-hmm. and my first big record appealed to 18 and 24-year-olds, you know what I'm going to always be considering when I make music? Maturity. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because those 18 and 24-year-olds are going to be 24 to 30. Exactly. 30 to 34. So and I'm I think that. that's another, like, another person who fell victim to that, Bow Wow. Oh my god. Bow Wow when we were Bow Wow is our age. Yeah. So we literally grew up right. with Bow Wow. Even though I hated them. So, I didn't hate them. Okay? I no. I, I will say like here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Bow Wow. He was the one thing that like the one artist I did actually fall in line with cuz you know how it's like I still feel like we were a little too old for 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 the B2K. Like they were kids, like girls our age that were B2K crazy. But mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm like this is just not me. No, you are old soul. We was the right age. You were just an old soul. I could never get with. I didn't like my cousin had literal walls and walls and posters and books and shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was so mad. I was just <laughs> no, but, like, huh? but you also got <laughs> to look at what you like though. It's, it's hard true. to like a B2K. And an earth went in front. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm going to be real be, with you. you, you giving them I just said, time. my knees hurt, and I went to bed. My knees hurt at 15, too, and I went to bed. <laughs> but did that. We don't even got to go earth, wind, and fire. We can even go Jodeci or Silk. It's this hard to go B2K. This is very true. You bro, know what I'm saying? So, I had the Boys to Men album. I had the Motown 40 Forever album. They had your Boys to Men yeah. and your Today and all that and DeBarge. Yeah. And and that's what I was listening to in my so room. So it's hard to put B2K on. Listening to of, Usher. Yeah. that's But see, that's why I didn't like Bow Wow. Because at 13, I was listening to Jay. Yeah. I ain't trying to hear Bow Wow. And that's the thing. Like, I guess I, I, you know, get you a girl who can do both. I had the, <laughs> <laughs> I had the Beware the Dog album. And we had the Blueprint. Like, uh, we was. So yeah, nah, that might not work for me. Yeah, no. I mean, well, I grew up in the house with a hip hop head. There's no way in the world I was just going to listen to Bow Wow. You know what every broke nigga that I He can't beat me, though. Yes! That's what every yes. 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 Bow Wow is so cute. He did. And he did. Well, he can't, he can't beat me, though. <laughs> he can get these heads. Right. I'm guilty yes. as hell. I that, know, nah. that was yo, my number one thing. Niggas love that. <laughs> Throw me a box. No. No. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I threw quite a few niggas a box. Like, it was just really that deep. Like, not even on Bow Wow. Just in general. Like, it was like, oh, basically, like, for... For all of you non-Philly people, throw me a box means I want to fight you. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's what it was. But back, that was back in the day. That's what it was. John translations. So <laughs> I was like, all right. They, I guess they didn't really think it was 
It's like you. So you really thought I wasn't gonna fight you? Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, that's what I was about. Okay. I fought quite a few. Things. No, well, no, it's not that. I, I, I don't doubt that. That shit irks me. I'm sorry. That was just side note. <laughs> I don't doubt. Do me bucks. But, 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 but at the time, you gotta also admit he was rich. We was kids. Nobody. I, for the record, I don't hate Bow Wow right now because you know it's all somebody's gonna take it left. But it's a thing. We're I, grown now. <laughs> getting back to the point of him, I think he didn't know how to quite grow with his audience. Like, because at that yeah, point, think about true. it. Like, you like, I was listening to Jay. Eventually, a few years later, the rest of us was too. Yeah. And we were, we had moved on. So, I don't think he ever really knew. We, we couldn't take him seriously. Right like, he, it was like, he had that counting against him. Even when he tried to be serious, we was just like, that's Bob. Well, because the by the time he was, he was trying to get serious, he was in his 20s. You can, yeah. We, you had been doing 17. that for a long time. Yeah. Bro. When we were 17, your track with Chris, because even Chris, Chris Brown grew. He sure did. He went from, People can try to tell me, run it, run it. Because uh, that was like a, a <laughs> what the fuck is that? That was song? a catchy, subliminal sexy type thing it, we get yes it, it was like cute little innuendo because you're a teenager you can't really say i'm gonna fuck you right here right but now but he can and he you, does don't you be on that bush what the fuck was that oh, what is that night. song Right, which one? It's a song off the new Heartbreak. Uh, because I remember taking a dance class and we had to do a dance to this song. And my man was just straight up like, I'm taking you to the bedroom, I'm gonna pin your ass up against the wall and have forceful sex with you. That's basically what the song was about. Whoa, and I was just culture. like, All right, Chris Brown, so <laughs> wait, wait. and you look back at his first wait, album wait, and he was so pure faced and But the thing about that was if he says that in the record, I got a question that he I'm not. I can't give him the benefit. Of, that's that's definitely rape culture. But I I hope no. It wasn't messages. like that. It no, wasn't like oh I'm, a, I'm going you, to you gonna take it. He didn't really say that. I'm, I'm giving you the saying. overview. I'm just I'm saying. Not, I don't remember the if specific I, words. But you know how all songs now are. They, guess, nothing nothing is like you know sly anymore. How it's like the early nineties. It was just besides silk because they was very explicit with what they were going to do to you. Oh no! But yeah, it was, it everybody was no else mistake. was just like, "Girl, come it on. wasn't on Netflix." You know <laughs> exactly. Listen, we it, it's a Netflix meeting in my bedroom. My ass, bro. It's, it's a meeting in my bedroom. It was just like, "Oh, that all right." <laughs> um, no, we're not. <laughs> they probably laugh at that shit now like Netflix and chill they're like these little niggas we all ain't watch movies I told that bitch to meet me in my bedroom and she came I told her if you <laughs> so it's just like, like loving me it's yeah, not yeah. nothing sly no more. They <laughs> like he just straight up was just like, all right, we gonna get wasted and it's going down in my bed. That I'm, I think that's the that's some of the words. I don't listen to Chris Brown like that anymore, so no, I don't know. Listen, I, but I I I think that is part of the issue. Um, I I don't I wanted to say Little Kim, but for real for real, she kind of had a legitimate. I'm sorry, bro. Listen, I can't. I hope someone hear this. I love Kim the death, but why did she do that to her, her face? She was so pretty. Why did she do? Like I know why. Like I don't know personally why, but I've heard interviews and clips and things of her talking and her saying she didn't feel pretty because everybody think about it. All the important men or men she deemed as important in her life basically threw her away. Really. Biggie threw her away. She, I think she said at one point that her pop had said something to her about how she, like, she wasn't cute or something. So, it's like, imagine all these men reinforcing on you that you are not pretty. When so, was, you feel like you got to run out and do some shit like that. When I was a seven to eight-year-old boy. Bruh. I looked at a little Kim poster. 
Seven Please don't tell me it was the one where she had her thighs. Pulled. Yes. I was a seven that aligns, eight year old boy. I would say that aligns with the timeline. Oh God. Bruh. I didn't understand what That's was going on. That's why people on. was mad. I didn't understand what was going on with my body. Exactly. But I liked it. That's why my mama was mad because their little boys didn't know what was happening. They was just like, Mama, I feel a tingling. Let me do <laughs> I don't understand. I'm hot. Everything is going red. I just, what is happening? You're not a what? boy. You can't tell me how my body felt. But that's exactly how my body felt. Exactly. It so, was, it was oh, hot. I was sweating a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And my pants got tighter. You out here with with the demons like it's dark and hell is hot. And like, it was, oh, and it was, oh, I feel like this. And it was bending <laughs> in my jeans. I didn't like. <laughs> but yes, like you no know, look. I get it because it was like when you were a girl and you had it, you see a dude and you be like, mm-hmm. why, why I feel like this? Yeah. Did my did my chest just get tight? Like you know. I, yeah, I, but it's funny because we, I knew about, but I didn't know the. It's a builder, right? I didn't know that that was the bill. I just knew, like, whoa. Bro, like that's something that'll make it come instantly. It's There's well, no waiting on that. But, but the thing about it was, that's not, it was just like, whoa. My eyes glued to this. <laughs> my eyes was glued to that. Seven, eight-year-old boy. Kim, you shouldn't have done nothing to yourself. Because as but a seven, eight-year-old, I was like, whoa. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she kind of had a legitimate gripe. Nicki Minaj did steal her hosties and then try to act did. like she didn't. Well, no, that not. was the problem. It's not even that she did it. Because everybody, everybody's inspiration comes from somewhere. It's the fact that she tried yeah. to act like this was completely original. Yeah. And she didn't completely come up here and just be Lil' Kim 2.0. That was the problem. No, so no, I no, can't. No. Say shit about but, her coming oh, at her oh, neck, and let's not and let's be clear about that. Lil Kim literally washed her. I'm surprised nobody gave her. You don't think so? Um, no, I'm not not disputing you. Man, I'm just saying, she, like, it, it was a wash. I was opinion lyrically, lyrically, not factually, but lyrically, it was better than she than me. You that gotta look. Insane. You gotta look at like this, and I know this is going to sound old versus new again. Look at Lil Kim's mentor. Yeah, big. And yeah. look at Nicki Minaj's constant influence. Yeah. You asked me who I'd rather, who I'm picking between Biggie and Lil Wayne or Birdman. Oh, no, 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 no. Ask me again. No, no, I ain't asking you that. I'm just That's saying. Just just, I'm just saying. No, no, Put you know what? In the you're universe. Right. You're right. You're right. No, I'm just saying. The only reason why I said that is because. I like I hate when people try to act like that didn't happen, like that didn't exist. Like well, that, that, but no, look, that does kind of like that does kind of lend to what Aunt was saying about relevance mm-hmm. and popularity. Yeah, a lot of people I feel like didn't want to give her that win because she's little Kim, and not because it like because I've heard several beats where it's like everybody with the with the Joss, Joss Lord Jesus, I, I'm tired, y'all. Jay Z and Nas beef. Yeah. You had people who were Nas stands who were like Nas. Nas watched them. He right. yes, he gave him the one too, and that was it. And then you had people who were Jay Z stands like it don't matter what Nas said, Jay Z got him the fuck out of here. So it does depend on your your opinion, your, your people's opinion of you does sway what they think. Okay, yeah. I will give you that, but I don't care, bro. Even Helen Keller could have heard it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And, and what bothered me about it was, was Lil' Kim, and this is the other thing, there's a lens to what Ant said, or was Lil' Kim this record just bad timing? 
Because she, let's be honest. I let's think be it was her. just bad. If that's it had came out, I feel like if, if Lil out, Kim had came, came out after Sheether and when everybody, the rise of the Cardi B's and things like that, mm-hmm. it'd have been different. Because there's still a lane for her. Everybody and their mama is working together except Nicki Minaj. It's cool. like people coming on stage with Queen Latifah and Remy Ma and Lil Kim and Cardi and mm-hmm. everybody else but Nicki. Or, or I would say this much, or even if. She dissed Nikki before Nikki blew. Like if she came at Nikki, like when Nikki was next to Wayne and she hasn't taken but off yet. That was the thing. Back then, she was still Nikki was still on her humble, and they were cool because remember they did the uh, Freaky Girl remix. Okay. To okay. Gucci Mane. Oh, okay. Um, which was one of the extra, which was one of the Nicki Minaj songs I actually had. It's not, and it wasn't bad. It was I think after she got bigger and she started. She really started coming out more and blossoming into Lil Kim 2.0 mm-hmm. and trying to, I guess, act like she wasn't or Kim felt like she wasn't giving her her flowers while she, you know, while no. she could smell them. Mm-hmm. She was like, fuck you then. Mm-hmm. And then they started going at each other. They didn't always hate each other. Oh, okay. okay. It wasn't like from but jump, that, she was just like, fuck that girl. But like, see, But see, no, see, that's what makes it look bad. Even no matter how fired at this record is, that's what makes it look bad. I know. Because you was friends with her at first, but now that she blew up and she's not bigging you up no more, now you got a problem. But that's see, it wasn't even like, it's not like bigging you up, though. It's like, I would be upset if I, not not somebody who's my, I guess you can't call her her protege, but if it was somebody who clearly took inspiration you. and you, I influenced you and you came out and you out here making big money off my name basically and my steez but trying to diss me then we got a problem oh yeah yeah so maybe this first well she i don't think she diss first i just think she you know how she operates like it's not it don't always have to be subliminal it could be subliminal it don't have to just be blatant fuck Lil kim Mm -hmm. she's just like oh yeah well no i don't know well, kind of like how Mariah Carey was like, who? I don't know that. I don't know that. Oh, which, by the way, <laughs> let's go back to M. Because, by the way, Mariah had him in his feelings a little bit, too. This so, can you imagine what true. Joe will do? Because Joe this got too much is dirt. true. He really was in his feelings. He was in his feelings over Mariah. If Mariah can shake you up like that. Because that's funny. When I was looking up Eminem and, and I put M for, like, MGK, yeah. Mariah Carey came up first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. What's up, man? Women is always a man's greatest weakness. We should know that by now. This is real. This is real Listen. life. I'm gonna say I'm gonna. I, I want to bring it back so we can move on because we do have a couple other stories to talk about. I think I'm gonna chop down the news a little bit this week because we uh we already we we yeah, we, we running over. So, but I will say I don't think the Eminem album was horrible, but I feel like. For what, I guess it served its purpose in him getting off his chest that he's bad at y'all, that y'all didn't like Revival. But it could have been, it, it could have been much better. But that that's, I can't even say like it could have served more, it could have served more of a purpose because that's not what he's here for. So I'm not even, I can't even say, I really can't even say nothing. I, I have no opinion, no concrete opinion of the album yet. See me next week and see what else. <laughs> What I think about. We need to get off my lawn drop. You. We go ahead now. Next topic. <laughs> get off my lawn. I think that's gonna be the name of this episode. I was gonna <laughs> name it like a Mac Miller song. Yeah. Because I usually try and put some kind of song or something related, but I think it might be called "Get Off My Lawn, Kids." Mm-hmm. But um, we gonna move on because we still we got a couple things to talk about, and I you feel like what? this is gonna take up some time. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to move on to the B-side, which is Ooh. our news topics for the week. Yeah. And this week, I'm going to start off, and since we were just talking about him not too long ago, I'm going to start off with Bow Wow. Okay, yeah. So apparently Bow Wow snapped on the set of Growing Up Hip Hop. Mm. Um, people say he got a phone call because it was like stuff, was information was trickling in. They said he got a phone call, he got upset, he started spazzing. Like he just, he broke like three cameras and he was mm-hmm. out here having a temperature tantrum basically. Mm-hmm. So, sources say now that supposedly his girlfriend called him and said that they were trying to get her to lie for a storyline and she wasn't with it and said that the producers were trying to set up something between uh, him and the other castmates to get them to fight. You know, typical reality show shit. Mm -hmm. So, she called him and um, stirred the pot a little bit and he got mad and spazzed out. And now they don't know what they're going to do with the show. Whether they're going to have him on, I guess. And... To put the cherry on top, it was the Bratz celebration party for getting off probation. That's what I thought it was. See, uh, see and I'm like, you niggas, <laughs> why? That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, no, I, listen, look. You're going to have her PO at her door talking about, see, this is why we couldn't let your ass off. Then look at you, because of your little, your little simple ass. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. Everybody know Bow Wow got mental issues. He got man. problems. He somebody, do. he really needs to sit down and talk to somebody. And he keeps saying stuff about how he got a therapist, and he, well, you need to call him. You know, but call up talk space, Bow Wow. Just somebody. I don't care if you if you don't want to leave the house, you don't want to go see your therapist. Call up talk space and talk to him. Because you got to do out. something, bro. They say he got an album coming out, and it's named Suicide Backwards. Something like that. I don't really think he's going to do that. He even retired, quote unquote, from rapping and all that jazz, and then he's wanted to rap again. And then I just, I don't think I don't, for attention. I, I don't think. Really think no, I think it is for attention, but I think it's a cry for help, and he really needs help. But this is the problem. I don't think he needs it, but I don't know if he wants it. It's like. I get the the feeling from the things that he's doing. He's he really would rather play the "woe is me," play the victim card, because it's like you got people in your corner who are willing to help you, but you shunning them. So, do you want the help right now, or are you still just wilding? And you need to get out of your system, and then you want the help. I don't know. Okay, I see where you at with it. Yeah, I can. I can but he that. needs he needs help. I don't know if he completely fully grasps the fact that he needs. Like you how think much that's why he he's rejecting everyone around him? Because he don't fully understand. I think he knows that he has issues, but I don't know if he understands how. how I mean, it, like him. yes, yeah. I don't know if that. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. I, I can't I, speculate on this man's mental health, but I just want. I want him to take it serious. I think he'd be thinking that he got it under control until it happens, until he snaps. He and just, then he's too, like, in his own way to admit he don't have it under control. But it's like, if nothing else, you got to look at all this shit that's happening around you. Look at Mac Miller. And that young man was 26. No, I'm not justifying it. I'm just right. saying, yeah. he's 26 overdosing mm-hmm. because of whatever was going on in his life. You got to understand that your mental health is even more fragile in the world of Hollywood, yeah. you gotta have a strong grip on who you are to be out here like this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree too. For I'm just asking, I'm just saying. I don't think he realized the magnitude of it. I don't, I don't think, think he Mike does. Miller really understood the magnitude of what he was going Mm-mm. through. Most and of he us, just I, was trying to numb the pain. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think most of us do. Like. 
problems even with us. Like y'all hear me. I'm just now starting. I would say within the past few months, I just start being more vulnerable. Like yo, because it's like you gotta seeing all the things that are happening to people surrounding. Like now that we're adults, yeah. You see the result of the stigma of black uh the black community's mental health state. You really we really gotta get a handle on it because it's getting it's getting crazy now. Yeah. And it's been crazy but it's it's more in your face because we have ex- access to everything now. Right, right. But so it's just like it's not normal. Y'all, we gotta like we gotta do better. Well, we understand that these shootings and everything that's going on in our neighborhood is not nah, really like, you know, they we could very well fix a lot of issues if people were willing to sit down mm-hmm. and talk to somebody and it wasn't a stigma like oh you crazy or oh you just need to pray it away right. or all oh, you need is Jesus you know you gotta we gotta we gotta, really we gotta move away from that and, and it's funny because I didn't realize like even with me that's all so I know they don't realize it because I mean I don't blame them I didn't realize it either I'm not saying they didn't realize it because I didn't realize it I'm saying I can't blame them because even with me I just I just start really thinking about it like yo I really can't sustain a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. just little things like that. You gotta, what you gotta want, so you, it's like, you want the help because you understand something's wrong. Yeah. But everybody is not at that place. Right. I don't think. And they, I think he's having more problems because he's a child star who's trying to adjust to adult life, which is even worse. That's another thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, the light's bothering me. No, it happens. Um, um yep. But. I'm going to move on because I don't want to dwell too long because we already running short for time. Let's talk about our favorite topic. The nigga that don't want to pay child support. See, <laughs> I wasn't even... I'm going to chop him because that's going to take... That's going to send us way <laughs> over. He gonna have, that's going to have to go on a cutting room floor, bro. This nigga spent eight years. No, no. See, because I can't even say it was a whole ass eight years. Now I got to pull up court documents and shit. I'm skipping that topic because we'll be here all fucking oh, yeah, night. Yeah, no, I'm going to just throw this out here because... The fangirl in me. Uh, my heart went a pitter patter, uh, y'all. Do you understand? My, heart my hair almost exploded in my desk when I read this. Black Thought, Fonte, and Rhyme Fest are forming a rap supergroup. Nigga. Do you understand? Do you understand how fucking great this can be? And I hope, I hope and pray this genre is fire. I actually bought an album. I, I will. Buy. There are certain people. I'm gonna buy and stream. There's a thing. I have a streaming service. I have Spotify. I usually listen to an album. Um, cause I this is what I used to do anyway. I would give an album a listen, uh, and then decide whether or not I wanted to buy. If it has three or more songs, Mm -hmm. I'll purchase the album. There are certain people, however, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I will buy the fucking album. I made that mistake once with D'Angelo. I bought his new album. And I didn't listen to it first. Now I'm not saying it was horrible, but I would have just streamed that joint a bunch of times instead of buying it. But whatever, but, that's that's on me. That's but on that me. That super rap group. I don't see how they can go. How this can go. I'm really about to chase it. Now don't say anything. I'm gonna tell you how this can go wrong. August Green. You know who August Green is. I don't. Okay. August Green is a group with Kareem Riggins. Uh, I don't know why I started with him first. Weird. Common and Robert Glasper. When I heard those names, I was like, this sounds like it should be dope. Mm-hmm. And then the album came out, and I was just like, hmm. Like, it wasn't like, it didn't make me feel anything. Like, I listen to Robert Glasper albums all the time. I love Robert Glasper. I don't think Common, to me, Common, lyrically, he's sharp, but mm-hmm. musically, 
Ever since Ye fell back from him, I haven't really been. Cause see, that takes to me that takes away from his early legacy of I used to love her. I think it's one of the greatest hip hop songs yeah. of all time. Uh, yeah, but definitely. I, I just I just think it takes away from who he was prior to Ye saying that. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It is true. But it sucks. And I was just like, damn. Prior I thought to this Ye was Jay Dilla, correct? Yeah, Jay Dilla to an extent. So he didn't have like, him in the very beginning. Can uh, I, I? I used to love her. Is not. Uh, I, I'm just. I don't know. Like I, it wasn't. I guess underwhelming is the word I want to use. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't. It didn't really get me there. This, this shit right here, it should, it should get me there. I like how. Brian ran out and got Spider-Man the midnight drop last night and played that shit for two, a smooth two hours. Mm-hmm. I would buy this physical CD, vinyl even, and sit in here and listen to that no, shit. No, I'm definitely going to buy the record. And not only that, I'm not even going to big it up too much because I just want to love it. I don't want it to be, I just don't want it to be like another rap super group and we'd be like, ah. It, but the because the production has to be there. We know the lyrics will be there. Right. Their production has to be That's there, what I'm and about. everybody has to have their has to have chemistry. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to play off of each oh, other. Yeah. It's like I've never heard Ron Fest on. Have I heard Ron Fest on a song with either one of them? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. But because but I know, I know Black Thought and Fonte. Oh. Together, and that's what I'm murder. thinking. I'm like, I just can't. I can't see how this can go bad. But once again, when we never see how this can go. No one jinx it because then you just get it and be like, <sighs> and everybody's like, I just want a a, a full length solo album with Black Thought. I'm like, hmm. See, organics. See, <laughs> like, I, this is my issue when people say that shit because people be like, he can't be the goat because he don't got no albums. Who the fuck else is rapping, rapping that much production. on the roots? Okay, yeah. I'll give you. You had Malik B. You had Dice Raw. You had cl- plenty of feature artists. But who is the principal lyricist of the group? Nobody else talks, bro. Mm. Questlove had one ass verse on Pass the Popcorn. Okay, nobody else fucking raps in this group. What do you want? Yeah. It's like, what's the difference with the roots being behind him and him rapping? And somebody just doing production and him rapping. Because if somebody did production, it'd probably just be Questlove. Mm. I mean, the the last one, Streams of Consciousness, was Knife Wonder, which was which was dope. But if he decided he just wanted somebody to produce it's, it and he wanted to rap, he could just as easily just get Questlove knife and be him. I don't know. That's I'm, somebody said call Just Blaze. No. <laughs> just Blaze? I don't want to hear Just Blaze. I just <laughs> Oh, I just be thinking about the old school everybody and they uh Ain't that crazy Just Blaze is old school? Isn't that wild? I was watching something with Just Blaze. I think it was um Rapture on um Netflix. Check and John out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. They have an episode with uh, a bunch of different rappers and producers mm-hmm. and they just like they spend like a whole like 30 40 minutes mm-hmm. um 
going through their life for a couple of days and talking about a certain topic. Like, T.I. had his thing where it was like Us or Else yeah. when he had that whole album came out and he was really into the political um, side of things. Then Rhapsody was... Rhapsody was just pretty much like where she came from and where she, what she was doing. She was doing a tour or whatever. Yeah. And they had Logic. I think they had G-Eazy. I don't think I watched a G-Eazy one. I just couldn't... I couldn't sit down and consciously watch that drum. Mm. Um, and they had a couple other people. Uh, Dave East... Cause I was, I think Dave East is pretty cool. I just never really listened to his albums. I gotta sit down and really give him a listen. Dave East is J Cole and J Cole so was drops. a nigga. Yeah, one hundred percent. No offense. No, I believe you because I have listened to a couple of his things, but I never sat down and listened to an actual Dave East album. Uh, I think Boy's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say get it a try because he was on there, and I was like, damn, just plays. It just, it just really made me... It's still bugging me out that he old school. I can't... <laughs> and me, because he is... Think about it. Think about all the songs. I think the last song I remember hearing... I, I remember hearing the Just Blaze on was the No More Fun and Get the on, on the Games album. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's him. I ain't listening. Not ringing the bell for you? Okay. No, I don't listen to much game. You, you don't listen what? to the game? I don't listen to the game. I'm, I'm, I I'm not mad at you. I'm not a lot. <coughs> I actually thought at the very beginning. I don't know about now. At the very beginning of the documentary, I thought it was a decent album. I thought it was decent. I thought the game was pretty tight, but I just could never really fully get into it. And like the replay value wasn't there. I guess is what I'm trying to say. For for game, game I will say the only song he's had as of late that I listen to over and over again is "On Me" with him and Kendrick, and it's a sample of an Erica Badu song, which is kind of what drew me in in the first place. Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. That yes, up, just place is yeah, definitely yes, definitely old school. The first thing on here is from '99. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. But if not, but back to that was my point. If not, if oh not, shit, not, he did that song. Beanie Mac, bitch. That's my shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Beanie. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah, Rocks. I did not know that was just. I knew, I knew that. I knew See, that. because I I've, I listened to it and I'm like, this sounds familiar, and I never for some reason put the pieces together. <laughs> oh, he did your boy pump it up. <laughs> you bought Joe Button. Oh yeah, he did that. Yeah, he was all over Joe's album. Oh God, I'm trying. Where is that joint? He was all over Memphis Beat album too. Oh, you know what? Let me not let me not shit on my man Just Blaze. He did Freedom on Lemonade. I didn't know that. Uh. Hey, bro, get no, your money. Listen, I never said I never. I'm not listening. It's just tripping me out that he's old school. That's not. I think only because he's not as known. It's not like a the kids now. Like um, Mike Will made it. The well, yeah. Kid, but think about uh, who was uh DJ Mustard. But not even just that. Think about it like this. It's 2018. That bitch came out in 2001. That's yeah, 17 years, yeah, so that's still old school. Even if he, ass. you see what I'm saying? That's I'm looking like, at wow. these. Like my man, he he really was the sound of my childhood out here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at these Definitely. fucking songs like, <laughs> yay too, but yay too though. He was. Pick he the, was. Tr- the truth, beat for Beanie. Jesus. The truth. Every time I step, step in the booth, beat, my god. I'm like, what? You know, um, somebody was saying that. Kanye did some stuff way back in the day, and they were stealing shit and putting their name on it. <laughs> that's funny. I believe it. That's messed up, but it's funny. But that's how the business was though back in the day. Oh, well, we know, yeah. And even, and even now, I feel like even now, there's people out here that's working, doing some stuff for free, hoping to get you know some type of 
love in the game. Maybe not a credit right now, but they're getting some type of love. It's kind of like the whole Ashanti, um, J-Lo thing. Oh, I don't want to get into all of that. Cause <gasps> Never what? knew that. Um, I'm real. The story is Ashanti wrote that shit and actually sang the hook. Mm. And uh, that's her voice you hear. It's not. It's not J Lo. Not far from. It's, it's it does not, not sound completely out of pocket, right? Not even. Not, that sounds like an Ashanti record. If you think about Ashanti style, that sounds like her record. I'm not. Look, listen. I, 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 I could believe it. I believe it because that sounds I like a record. Could also believe it. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, but we gonna keep it short. <laughs> Please tell me you saw the Bobby Brown movie. <laughs> I knew the story. So I couldn't, I didn't oh, have to see the, Bobby no. Brown, I didn't see the movie. No, no. I didn't see the movie, but I kind of knew the story. To, no. How did you not see this? That was just place. All right. I'm, you know, it's, it bothered me because I didn't see it and I was just like, I know I'm not crazy. No, we got to talk about the movie though because I only seen a little bit of it. All right. So here's the overview. The movie basically picks up pretty much where the new edition story left off. Okay. Um, it goes a little bit back uh, um, and tells you about his childhood. Like, it's he had a real fucked up day, apparently. Like, he went to his grandma's funeral and came back and his homie okay. got stabbed. Yeah. So. Someone's definitely. Uh, bruh, tell me about it. Somebody was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if he went back and snorted a few lines after all this. <laughs> so I was like, but so it tells the story of how he how he came up he got he got big um, excuse me and he uh like they bought babyface and um la reading had the motherfuckers out here looking crazy i don't know who casted this movie but let's not do that again so (laughs) they you know basically tell the story of him coming up but then what really got everybody tripping was the Janet Jackson. First of all, we gonna, we're not going to bypass that line, that king of R&B, rocks and broads, because th- that's like having Beyonce and Rihanna. Like, that Bruh, line on social media was That facts. is real. So somebody was like, you not going to tell me. I don't believe nothing that high-ass Bobby Brown said. I'd be like, y'all, comes right back to the whole, you got to be relevant for people to... It don't matter. Do you not remember how big Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown was? What? He was fucking huge back what? then. I could completely see it, especially with Janet trying to break out, trying to be all, uh, you know, free and too. shit. That's another thing she wanted to piss off Exactly. Trying to be all, you know, trying to be free and whatnot. She out the here. Somebody said she made Tupac get a... a HIV test before he kissed her poetic justice but she was letting Bobby Brown clap her cheeks raw to smither right. <laughs> so I was like no why did they have to say it like that man, that's horrible my thing about it was this he kicked her out of the hotel that's the naked. crazy part everybody's but, saying that they, they cut that from the movie apparently that was a scene in the movie but they cut it at the last minute where he actually did kick her out the room hold naked hold because he was like is it because I'm dark skinned uh, because the, the the rumor was that uh, Joe Jackson ain't want no dark skinned grandbabies. Right, but no, but it's, it's no, but there's more to it. He kicked her out the room naked, and then he got it. Then he had a soft spot. He said, hey, "That's Janet Jackson. What am I doing? All right, here's a blanket, but get out." 
disrespectful. I hate you. <laughs> I it was it was wild. Like it basically the first part showed you his up and then immediately went to the down where he started doing drugs and it started getting out of control because he was doing drugs already in the new edition movie however they really start it really started spiraling out of control it was a lot of little uh did they show him did he was it ever um a scene of him did he have did they ever mention anything about him being kidnapped no rumor has it that uh the old crew back in new york the preacher hand crew Rumor has it Bobby Brown owed a, a drug dealer twenty thousand. I could believe it. Well, the preacher preacher uh, the, the black king of death. His crew they took over the debt, paid the drug dealer twenty thousand, took over the debt. Told Bobby Brown, you don't come up because they upped it. You don't come up with my money. I think it was like two hundred grand. You don't come up with my money. They kidnapped Bobby Brown, called Whitney, and said, if you don't come up with two hundred grand, it's done. She had to drop the money off to a location. And they let him go. And they I'm say not, he was hugging Whitney. But the thing, <laughs> I don't put that past it. But this is kind of, this put me in the vein of the NWA movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, and how it was, it was very sanitized. Yeah. It was like, I'm not saying that this is not true. Because this, is mer- this very well may be his truth. And how he perceived everything happening. But he did leave out key vital parts. It was like. We talked about how you went to jail and it showed that classic scene where Whitney had like, well, they didn't really reenact that, but when they was getting in the car where she like jumped on him and she was, you know, had went to pick him up from jail in the limo and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we didn't talk about how you got arrested after the domestic violence stuff. A lot of people were saying that she, um, that she got pregnant again after Bobby Chris and mm-hmm. like they like he beat on her and she lost a baby like it was saying all kinds of shit and I was just like if this stuff is true it's like you can't you gotta tell the whole story right right even if it's from your point of view you know you did this shit right 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 and you see how everything in this movie it really did it really was a vehicle for us to, to sympathize with him yeah okay. and I, this shit really happened. We know because people are dead, so we know that it really happened. It's just the fact that you left you left your wrongs out to a degree. Yes, and it it really ones. villainized Whitney with not telling his port his portion of the story as well. It really made Whitney look especially crazy. Oh wow! So it was like Whitney came to his mama funeral and sat in the front row with his his sister and his dad, and then got up and sang, and. I'm guessing that really happened. It was in the movie. But he was with his new wife at the time. Who? <laughs> messy boots. Was the one. She was going out with Teddy Riley at the time when he got married. And was the one who came in the bathroom. And talked him into going out there. And getting over his nerves. To go get married. What girl? What girl? Because a lot of people. I didn't catch that. Because somebody was like, oh, um, you know, she came up to the door and was like, it's Alicia, let me talk to you, blah, blah, blah. I didn't put two and two together that that's his wife's name. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's her. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So I'm just like, bruh. And then so the first part ended where it was like he had fired his brother because he was spiraling out of control. He and was about to lose his house. Yeah. yeah. So he was about to lose his house. He was about to lose the house and his parents about to get kicked out and all of that. So then they pick back up in the second part, and it doesn't get any better. 
Mm. <laughs> it's really bad. And the second part, they show when he had the stroke after he was cooking. They actually yeah. show him cooking up drugs, bro. Like, real life cooking up drugs. Yeah. And had a motherfucking stroke. Yes. Oh had a stroke and fell. And Whitney comes dancing in the room high, talking about she want her stuff, where's her stuff. And was like, stop playing. Why are you not moving? You playing. I see it. I know you breathing. So why you just get up? Stop playing. And he had had a stroke. And I was just like, what? I'm looking at this like, this is wild, bro. I see why, how Whitney and Bobby Chris went down the path that they did. Because if this is how y'all was living y'all everyday ass life, that's wild. It is. It is. Listen, it is. And it, it was just, the whole movie, the se- whole second half was just crazy. It really showed, he was, in his his perspective, he was trying to get his life together. He wanted to stop doing drugs for real after, um, you know, he had got out of jail and a stroke and all that shit. But. He had no coping mechanism. He didn't really, yeah. He didn't really know how to handle everything. So he kept turning the shit. Um, even when he got with his new wife, he was drinking and shit. Yeah, so that's, and, that, and that's what I was saying. Man. He was like, uh, he pulled up on a lawn. And I yes. He said something along the lines of, he said something along the lines of, well, I didn't snort lines. And she was like, but you're drunk. But you're drunk. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, that whole second half was just back to back death. Bro. It, they, they killed his mama. They killed his daddy. They killed Whitney. They killed Bobby Chris. Yeah. I was just like, it's just too many. It's With just, it's just too much. Yeah, way too much so it was it was uh, oh yes and Lance Gross died that was wild yeah, yeah. I forgot about that killed my chocolate uh, Donis mm. but <laughs> freak 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 delicious bruh I don't care I will take a bite out of Lance Gross oh, <laughs> I don't a even bite. listen bruh Lance Gross is beautiful. I ain't mess with that man he married and got kids anytime, but anytime a girl said a man is beautiful that's Listen. That's her true tell how she feel about it. Because him. I didn't even see him. Brian had to point him out. He was like, You see your you see your bull in the corner. I said, My bull who was like, oh, that Lance Gross? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love him. I feel about him how people used to feel about like Morris Chestnut. But I didn't really think Morris Chestnut was eh. He was alright. I'm not saying he's ugly. By no stretch of the imagination is he ugly, but I don't see it for him like everybody else saw for him. Man. I guess it's a generation difference. I've been looking at some of these regular girls on social media like, damn. I just, I don't know. Oh, so then all that shit happens in the movie, right? And then his sister comes out talking about it's all a lie and his wife is a liar and why would she be involved with the movie and she gonna come out with her own movie. Girl, bye. Nobody coming to see your movie. But then she's like, she trying to kill him. I'm like, girl, you sound absolutely fucking crazy. But, I mean, what she's saying may not be completely untrue because I did have an issue with the way she was portrayed in the movie. She came off like a savior in the movie. And everybody else looked like just whatever. And she came and just saved his whole life. She came and just saved his whole life. Which, I don't know if that's not true, but... I did see multiple accounts like, oh, well, she came and turned his life around and all that. But, um, 
she's like super controlling and domineering and all that jazz. And I mean, that's if that's what he needs, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. That's what I'm like. It's a double edged sword because if that's what he needs, then that's what he needs. But he it can look crazy. That. It can look crazy from the outside looking in. However, I like I said, don't like how it was like everybody else. They villainized the fuck out of Whitney in this movie and made her look crazy, and his wife looked like. You know, yeah. yeah, and it's like, girl. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy because this is what I learned, man. And I was after I was going over, and I thought about it. Men, we really do need women that challenges, like to challenges. Like we need that. You're like as much as we might hate it sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I hate when it's not that I hate. Well, I hate when my girl is right. I don't hate when women are right, but my girl specifically. I hate you. I hate when she right. No, nah, because it's like y'all, y'all have a way. Like, and the thing about it is, whoever I tend to date, they can't be subtly right. They can't be right in a subtle manner. It's got to be boisterous. It's got to be, nigga, I told you. I'm pretty like, much. Maybe not yet, see? Pretty much. It's got to be. It's like, come on, man. Can I just be wrong? Sometimes I don't revel in it, but other times I'd be like, tried to tell you. Well, why I gotta be all up? Why can't it just but be? I, but me just saying, I tried to tell you, is it? I feel like that's not nearly as bad as saying, I told you, so. That's not, no, nearly, not, as not nearly as I bad. I feel like, I feel like that bothers y'all more if I, I tried to tell you. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you this. I tried to tell you, doesn't bother me. That. <sighs> that's yeah. bothers me. For y'all that don't know, I just did the, 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 the hood red face. The hood <laughs> That bothers the worst. Like, uh, why can't why can't you do like I do? Like, when I'm right, I'm subtle. It's just like, all right, cool. You messed up. No, let's bro. fix it. Nope. You see, see, that's see not how you that like to That's real. That's not how that works. That's not how this There's works. a so face like, that I do that. He absolutely, positively hates. But I only do it when it's just like, when you know how when you want to look at somebody and be like. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like I told you is. So we're not gonna fix it, you just gonna revel in it? That's what you said. We could fix it. It's just like we could have avoided this if you had just listened. But either way, I feel like she needs somebody to run and he needs somebody to run him. So it works. Yeah, true. They got three kids. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> she run the whole household. She probably do. Somebody told me somebody, yo, the sooner you realize that your girl run the house, the better off you'll be, right? It's true. And I think that's why I can't sustain a relationship because I can't accept that. I can see that. I can't accept that. I don't know what it is in me that I can't accept it. I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't know, bro. I, I got to explore that. I think I need to go to talk space. I- <laughs> I'm a, all I'm gonna say is if you haven't watched the Bobby Brown movie, you know BT is gonna play it to death because yeah. they do everything else. They need to start replace. They need to replace some of them baby boy slots with the baby <laughs> the Bobby Brown story. It's <laughs> a classic, by the way. You but want, you want some breakfast? I'm so butt naked. I'm <laughs> sick. I'm sick of the. I don't listen. I don't even watch BET like that. I only watch it when shit like this happens. When they like, are right, we gonna put on a new edition story? Or we gonna put on the Bobby Brown story? But just scrolling by, how many times I gotta see Baby Boy in my timeline, yo? Like, come on. No, you're right. Listen, it's I, too much. But I would say go watch it, check it out for yourself, and see what see what you think. It had its flaws, but overall it was it was done very well. I will give it that. I will say that it was a. Uh, it was it was good. Don't go crazy, BT. We don't want no BBD story now. No, yeah. it's that's definitely in the works. You know what's funny? Nobody said nothing, but I just got a feeling that that's definitely in the works. They need to like build a whole little music universe. <laughs> no, we do not need a BBD movie. He actually said Brian actually suggested why don't we do a boys and men movie and use the same kids 
that were in no. that were in a new edition this movie. Was, no, as not a, with a it. <sighs> not with it. Sorry, not with it. What's wrong with Boys and Men? Not with it. I don't not know if it. they they were first cast all, the best. Still, but listen, first of all, I would I would have been okay with it, but based off the way they did that national anthem yesterday, what's wrong with it? I didn't like it. Wasn't you know, I ain't watching football. No, I damn sure I ain't watching the national anthem. Okay, I understand it. But I'm just telling you. Was it bad? It was bad. I'm going to have to go watch the clip then. Just watch the clip. You know what I'm saying? It was bad. I don't know. I, for that, I don't want that. Oh, that makes me sad because I love Boys and Men. I always got a root for the hometown. It's like Wanye was trying to sing like he still had it, but he ain't. I think he still it. does have it. Well, now listen. We're going to watch this off air. But. Have you ever seen Cuba Gooden Jr. Not Jr. Cuba Gooden Sr. do the national anthem? Mm-hmm. We watching this off air. Y'all, do yourself a favor and go look up national anthem fails on YouTube. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to end because we have already gone pretty far. We didn't really go that far. We're we, we, we making all right time. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to keep y'all here no longer because I want y'all to come back. <laughs> so I <laughs> are we doing better? I think we are. I, I mean, because I I just don't want people to be like that bitch talk too much. I don't want to fucking listen to her shit no more. Oh so you know, I gotta I gotta chill. I'm gonna chill. But um, you know, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys uh, check us out on all available podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. Check out my lovely husband's podcast, um, Nerdgasm Talk, and No Gimmicks Needed for all the wrestling fans out there. Uh, make sure you check out our comrades over at Spaces Productions. I'm sorry, Spaces Philly. Um, they have since, I'm going to have to update that intro. They have since started their well-fed series. Um, check out the first episode, the episode, episode Barbecue or No. Um, and then uh, go check out my homie over here. Check out Drunk Thought Sober Tongue. Hey. And um, let them know where you can, uh, they can follow you once again. You don't got to give them everything. Just. Just, you know, yeah, Instagram man, or whatever. Like left, left Brain on every platform. Once again, Drunk Thoughts, Silver Tongue on Anchor. Mm. And pretty much every podcast platform. There we go. And, um, you know, y'all, just with a closing a closing thought. In light of uh, Mac Miller passing away today, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, please reach out to somebody who cares about you. I'm sure I know you have at least one person who you can reach out to. If you feel like you got an issue, talk to them. Maybe they can help you out and get you some help. Because, you know, people dropping like flies out here. It's it's wild out here. So I want y'all to take y'all mental health seriously. Any issues y'all have, hopefully you can get some help for them. Uh, I didn't want to leave it on such a down note, but I didn't want to throw that in there before we left. Mm-hmm. So y'all have a blessed week. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> See y'all next week. The turntable crew is out. Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew. Always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.